I want to start off today with a little bit of an extended poem, so you'll have to hang with me here. It's an untitled poem, and it goes like this. Out in the cold I stand, looking on at the world sitting tight with its people and their nice little worlds and the friends who don't even know me. It really makes no difference to their world where I am. If they're there, it keeps going. If I'm not there, it goes on. While I walk around, wandering, wondering, my mind a mass of mixed up machinery clashing with conflicts and unanswered questions. I don't ask of the world if it is real. It sits up there on its foundations, secure, concrete, hard, stone, and real. But maybe I'm not real. Or if I am, maybe I shouldn't be. They answer, smile. God loves you, but I can't smile. I'm numbed by cold inside and out. Even the heat in the square brick buildings would only warm my body, nothing else. I'm alone in a world full of people, apart, shut up in myself, cold, unfeeling, in a cold, unfeeling world. I just thought I would start on an encouraging note this morning. <laughs> Gosh. So this poem was written by a college student some years ago, uh, not by one from a kind of rabidly secular university or one who had just gone through a terrible breakup or loss, but this was written by a student from Wheaton College, one of the most publicly Christian universities in America, a great school. And this raises a significant point, that one can be in a place that is at least ostensibly committed to a Christian worldview and still feel quite adrift and alone, even amidst a crowd of Christians. And I'm sure that some of us, even in this room, have felt this way, even in the church. I mean, I know I have at least at points growing up. And so this raises the question... In a world like this, where it is normal for people to have experiences and feelings like this college student, what kind of church do we want to be in this kind of world? Well, my hope, put simply, is that we are an authentic church and a welcoming church. Those two things. Let me unpack those a little bit. So the call of the church is to be rooted in gracious hospitality of God the Father who has invited all of us into his household of faith, which has Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone. That's the vision. And I think that this idea really begins to take on substance in our midst when we practice the theological virtue of hospitality. Now, what on earth do I mean by that word hospitality? It's a very misunderstood word, I think. When I say hospitality, it might be confusing because it's not something that we talk a whole lot about in the church. When we hear this word, hospitality, we tend to think of an entire industry, right? The hospitality industry. Restaurants and hotels and theme parks and cruises. And this is not the tradition that I'm speaking about, really. The scriptures have a very particular vision of hospitality. Listen to what the letter to the Hebrews says to us this morning. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality. There's the word. 
to show hospitality to strangers, it says. For by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. And of course, our gospel reading demonstrates this very vision of hospitality. Jesus calls his disciples into this. So the word here in the book of Hebrews for hospitality is philozenia, and it shows that hospitality has love as its root. So philo is the Greek word that we have for love, and it's, it's brought together with another Greek word, xenos, which means stranger. So philozenia is simply love of stranger, and in fact, according to Scripture, this should be at the core of what we do every Sunday. Why? Because this idea of hospitality is at the heart of the gospel. But God shows his love for us, Paul writes, and that while we were still sinners, or we might say while we were still strangers, Christ died for us. You see, God himself was estranged on the cross so that we would no longer be a stranger to him, and he wouldn't be a stranger to our own suffering and our own sin. God loved the stranger, namely us, and he likewise calls us, as those who follow in his way, to do the same. It's a simple point. It's very basic, but it is one that can change the face of the planet. So this practice of hospitality... It shot through the ancient church like a meteor on a clear night. It was totally unique in the ancient Near East. No other ancient religion had this vision of hospitality at its core. This is why the ministry of Jesus was so utterly revolutionary. When people were running out of Rome as it was burning and being sacked, Christians, well, Christians were running in. Why? To care for the stranger, to care for the estranged one, the exposed infant, the widow that had been left behind. And in fact, the proliferation of hostels and hospitals and hotels occurred because the ancient church knew it had an obligation, it had a duty, and in fact, it was a joy to care for the stranger, especially the crippled and the poor, the blind and the lame as Jesus tells us this morning. So unfortunately, what happened over time is an industry developed around hospitality. And the church abdicated its responsibility for hospitality, deferring instead to specialists. And so we have hotels and hospitals and hostels. Now, in many ways, this is actually a good thing, right? Specialization provides much better care that the church can't provide. But The upshot of this, or the downside, rather, we might say, is that hospitality as a concept, as a living tradition within the church, has become untethered from its Christian source and vision. And it's not necessarily a vital part anymore of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But the church, the church must be a place where gospel hospitality stands as its center. For God's embrace of us as strangers is the heartbeat of the good news. So what would it look like then for us to practice this? Well, gosh, I could go on forever on this. I'm not suggesting that we open a hotel, for instance, but 
I'm just wanting us as a church to be thoughtful, to be discerning, to honestly assess and ask what would it look like for us to do a better job at welcoming those who are newcomers or those even who are old timers who have been around for a long time, but those who feel left out or who are isolated. We do, I think, a pretty good job at this, but we can always do better. I think it could look as, as simple as you know, saying hello to someone that you don't know as you walk down the hallway. It could look like making meals within your family a priority and inviting others into the midst of that table fellowship, especially those you don't know. Even better, it could happen, hospitality that is, as a practice, by intentionally engaging those who are outsiders, those who are precisely the least likely to be invited into your inner circle or mine. So, simply to conclude, this is a most basic part of our call as disciples to be rooted in the hospitality of the Father, to invite others into this household of faith which is grounded on the chief cornerstone of Jesus Christ. We're called to love boldly and authentically when we are strong. And even to be open to receiving that same love when we are weak. So may this vision be increasingly true of us as we rest in the finished work of Christ. In the God who receives us as well with open arms. Amen.